Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, uh, Progressive Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterullo, joined by my co-host, uh, LaDonna Loki. LaDonna, what's happening? Getting ready for the blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Comrade Dracula? I, too, am getting ready for a blizzard. Um, yeah, I, I, it, so right now it's almost 9 p.m., and I'm in the Eastern Time Zone. And it's still light out. I can still see light in the what? sky, even though it's overcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be like two feet of snow falling just a little ways north of, of here. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yesterday We're all going to die. Nice. <laughs> We're yeah. all going to. It's the day after tomorrow. Basically. Before. Yeah. yeah. Well, they movie. have been saying that, that wheat crops <laughs> were going to be affected because it's like spring. Just kidding. No, no, it's spring really now. No, just just kidding. No, false alarm. Spring again. No. Don't so. even say wheat crop. Wheat, wheat, wheat crops is like a triggering word to me after <laughs> some, some shit we had to deal with with one of the commercials we put together. <laughs> um, we are now a gluten-free podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, but uh, you know, and we were talking off air before we went on. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand why we why we do this to ourselves. Like, why we live here. <laughs> and by here i don't mean like we don't live in the same place i just mean like above the equator like i don't understand why we all don't just move to fucking ecuador central america i don't even care costa rica is on my list yeah somewhere i find cheap property i mean shit yeah you know <laughs> after all the shit we did to central america i'm sure there's plenty of uh there's worse cheap places. real estate yeah yeah <laughs> Well, speaking of shit we do to other countries, uh, I guess we should just get right into uh, talking about Syria because, yeah, we're probably gearing up for another full-blown uh, ground invasion of a country that didn't attack us. So, you, you know, know, that's that's cool. There was an actual opinion piece on WAPO. I didn't read it all, but I just read the headline, and it was basically making the case that we need to go big in Syria and go all out because mm -hmm. North Korea is watching. So <laughs> Washington Post, which is the liberal media, right? Yeah. Which is owned uh, by Jeff Bezos, who so had a contract the CIA and sits on Defense Department. Bomb the no shit deal, out of this know. one country because this other one might be watching. I don't know if you've seen pictures of Syria over the last seven years, but I'm not sure what else there is to bomb. Yeah, there. well, <laughs> point. Bomb the rubble. Bomb the rubble back it, into the you know into further rubble. Like what the fuck? You know. Uh, you, you know who else says stupid fucking moronic shit like that? Uh, every every liberal's favorite fucking smart guy, Thomas Friedman. You know, the, the earth is flat guy. The world is flat. Uh -huh. He had some fucking American exceptionalism bullshit uh, speech on MSNBC about how we have to. He like defended the war in Iraq. He was like, "Look, you know, the America was hurting, and we had to show them what we were made." I'm like, "This is this guy's a fucking intellectual. Like, this is an intellectual <laughs> on the left. He he still defends the fucking war in Iraq. These people are moving fucking to the right on foreign policy. Remember when the Iraq War used to be like a disqualifier? Support for the Iraq War was a disqualifier for fucking Hillary Clinton back well, in 08. 
you know how people have talked about how, you know, it was the Republicans that actually fought for, you know, civil rights more than the Dems and, you know, just other stuff, how the, the two parties have switched places. Maybe mm-hmm. we are actually in the midst of and watching another, you know, major <laughs> shift in the parties because it was strange bedfellows this week. I don't know if, if a lot of you saw, but I saw many of my lefty progressive friends praising Tucker Carlson. <laughs> for good reason. For, I, have, I actually have the audio from that. We'll play that in a little bit. Yeah, but, I, I, yeah, I mean, a, he said something right, so I get it. You know, you shouldn't just. Uh, he had a you know. great. It, well, honestly, it wasn't even just one. He had a great not, segment. I didn't yeah. even want to praise him, but they were like, "Okay, well, he's not wrong." You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was, <laughs> and he had Glenn Greenwald on, and they were fucking like in agreement on everything about the serious situation. It was the most bizarre yeah. thing. Well, that's that's just he's got to be canceled the, soon. <laughs> the alt center will say that just proves horseshoe theory that you know Bernie and Trump are the same. If you have a guy like Greenwald and a guy like Tucker Carlson and Green, so you, you know what though? Just their, I <laughs> asked a Republican friend of mine the other day. I said, "So." If you had the choice in the general, and this is, you know, staunch Republican, the general between Bernie, you know, everybody calls him socialist, and Hillary, who would you have chosen? And she said, oh, Bernie, Bernie, absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, there you go. Bernie would have won. Right. Well, but it's, it's always that, you know, it's the liberal centrist that will say, well, no one's ever going to, no one's going to vote for a Muslim for governor. And then you actually talk to people in Michigan who are conservative, and they're like, "Yeah, I totally vote for a Muslim governor yeah. uh, if he's honest and you know whatever." <laughs> so, no, I'm going to vote for an actress for governor in New right, York so, either. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah, the, the sex and the, oh, oh, did, that by was the way, the, did you see the fucking bullshit Cuomo pulled? It? You told me about it, but then I got an email from the Working Families Party. Yeah, so Working Families Party, who usually endorses the lamest candidates possible, actually uh, grew some uh, uh, cojones and endorsed Cynthia Nixon, and immediately Cuomo oh. started to bully some of the bigger unions that are part of Working Families Party to leave the Working Families Party wow. protest Left that she would, you know, party. how dare they they actually support somebody who's talking about socialist shit, you know, actually talking about austerity, actually talk about workers. So, you Cindy yeah. bro. <laughs> I, fucking, I, I fucking love it. She she does not miss an opportunity to just punch Cuomo in the face at like every opportunity. <laughs> like, it, it's great. Like everything she does. Yeah, well, it, and stuff like that would never fly on the West Coast, but I'm from from New York. It's like that's she's going light. <laughs> yeah, <right>. to... <laughs> Some of the shit we say, but no. So yeah, I, I, you know, I want to play the audio from the Tucker Carlson segment because I think it's insanely uh, informative and accurate, uh, which I cannot believe I'm fucking saying about <laughs> fuck it, you know. I told you, strange bedfellows. Tucker Carlson, you know, whatever. So. <laughs> Let's let's listen to that, and we'll come back and talk about it because he explains a lot of the reasons why uh, what's happening right now in the media and in Washington is absurd, and they're clearly manufacturing consent for a war. Yeah. So uh, let's listen to that, and we'll come back and talk about it. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. All indications out of Washington right now suggest a military strike against Syria could be imminent. President Trump tweeted as much this morning, warning Syria's ally Russia to get ready because missiles, quote, will be coming, nice and new and smart. Speaking of smart, five years ago, in response to the last administration's plans to bomb Syria, Trump tweeted this, quote, be prepared. There is a small chance that our horrendous leadership could unknowingly lead us into World War III. 
Well, that was a wise response, the kind that could get you elected president of the United States. And yet, here we are, once again on the brink of something whose outlines and consequences are unknowable and terrifying. On Monday night, we spent more than 15 minutes talking about that. We asked what seemed like the most basic questions about a war in Syria, questions the geniuses on the other channels ought to be asking but are not. We're told we must attack Syria in order to punish President Assad for launching a chemical attack against his own people last weekend. It's our moral duty, endless CNN panels have reminded us, to uphold international standards of behavior and punish war criminals like Assad. Okay. But are we sure Assad was responsible for the gas attacks? Many people claim he was. They started claiming that within hours of the attacks themselves, before many of the most basic facts were even known, and they're still claiming it. But where's the proof? They have provided no proof. They've just made loud noises and denounced the question askers. That's not enough. As American citizens, we have a right to know why we're doing this. The second question we asked on Monday was, how would attacking Syria help the United States? How would it help make us richer, or safer, or happier? You'd think our policymakers would keep that question foremost in mind always. They don't. They consider the effect on America an irrelevant consideration, maybe even offensive to consider. They are highly annoyed when you ask about it, like only an agent of a foreign government would want to know how a U.S.-led war might help the U.S. Well, it's easy to understand why other countries might want us to attack Syria. China, for example. They'd be thrilled by it. If you sought to displace America as the leader of the world, you'd want it to weaken its military and go broke. And nothing achieves that faster than a pointless war, as we've proved in the recent past. Again, those seem like basic questions. Nobody bothered to answer them or even engage. We had Senator Roger Wicker of Mississippi on the show Monday to talk about Syria. He didn't even try to explain how a war there might help the U.S. Instead, he suggested we were agents of Putin. The rhetoric of the left has corrupted establishment Republicans in Washington, and that's not surprising. The two groups have a lot in common, it turns out. But no, he, you know, Tucker does make good points. Like, he, he talks about, like, well, why would it's Assad— It's the end of the world. Did you hear what you just said? Yeah, I know. I know. Just <laughs> fucking kill me right now. That bow-tied little fucking dweeb. He doesn't do the bow tie anymore. I, I know. Actually... I noticed no, that. No, no. He's a serious journalist now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no more bow tie. I, I like the term, the question askers. <laughs> like, what? Why don't you just say skeptics? So, but So, you know, it, what kind of a fucking world do we live in where the only voices of dissent to this endless march for fucking war are on Fox News? Like, it makes no fucking sense. We, you know, this whole thing in Syria is a fucking mess. Like, the first ever episode of this podcast... Uh, episode episode zero, like way back when, like almost a year ago to the day, we were talking about the last gas attack in Syria and how it made no fucking sense because Assad was winning in that region. Right. And the only thing that uh, using chemical weapons would do was draw the ire of the West and get them to, uh, you know, get involved. So, you know, we suspected at the time back then that that was probably something that was um, carried out by the rebels to, you know, inf inflame passions of the West to get them to come in and depose Assad. And there was a lot of chatter to that effect. And back in 2013, one of the uh, UN investigators who was looking into the 2013 gas attacks, which were also supposedly by Assad, said that they think that the Syrian rebels carried out the attack to make it look like Assad had come, you know, gassed well, his right. own people. And, and, and just for, for context, um, you know, I was just sort of under the assumption that to do a chemical gas attack involved, like, pretty high-tech, 
munitions, you know, and no, it's just chlorine. No, it, yeah, yeah, it's not true. Be. Like you can launch these out of mortar rounds, you know, just yeah. like basically a grenade on a stick you shoot out of a pipe. Right. I mean, so it's, it, it's not a real sophisticated thing. Anyone can do it. You know? Yeah. Essentially chlorine gas, you could turn like a little, you know, I would assume something like a little, you know, ground based bomb into a chlorine, but like, you know, it, it's not, um, the, the way they make it seem is that it is if they had these planes go by and uh, you know, just like, like mm-hmm. they're crop dusting, you know, like this whole area, but that's not what happens. I mean, well, that's not what's, you know, and there were two these... theories, you know, there's the theory that, you know, it was actually the rebels who did it there. Now there's th- this later theory is that there actually wasn't, you know, an attack at all. And that, you know, so it's possible too, that, there wasn't and either the people were acting as if or for example if you were somewhere and suddenly you know a lot of white powder rained down on you and somewhere where you might be suspicious of you know a chemical attack or something else you would react as though you had actually been hit by something dangerous because you don't know what it is and so some people are theorizing that that maybe there wasn't anything like that at all um, or certainly, you know, maybe there wasn't anything dangerous, um, but just that the reaction is the same now, regardless, because people are terrified of it. Well, you know, you should take this with a grain of salt, but uh, the AFP uh, news agency uh, is reporting that Russia says they have, quote, proof that Britain took part in staged Syria chemical attack. No, uh, no, they don't. No, they, so they probably don't, <laughs> don't have any but, you know, but no, but you know what? Devil's, devil's advocate. No, I'm not yeah. saying that that's true. Uh, about a month ago, Russia said, hey, we have good intel that the rebels are going to stage a chemical attack to uh, blame it on Assad and get the West to, co- to get involved and uh, depose Assad. And literally about a month later, this, like a week after Trump was like, hey, maybe we should get the fuck out of Syria because why are we even there? Oh, look, conveniently, there's a chemical attack, even though Assad controls 90% of that fucking region and had, would have no reason to use chemical weapons. Well, the only thing it could do was turn the West against him. And now it, it makes no fucking sense. The narrative isn't just even about one chemical attack. The New York Times is now summarizing there have been 50, you know, since all of this started. So, you know, they, they know that that even saying there's one now is not enough to convince people. So they're going back in time and this saying all these so other instances. Manufact- whether OK, so n- number one, whether Assad actually did use chemical weapons or not, I, it makes no fucking sense. You know, I, I don't know why he would. But look. Devil's advocate. Let's just say he did. He's a fucking crazy psychotic butcher, even though he's not at all theocrat. He's like a secular smart guy, not a good guy. I'm not saying he's a good guy, but he's not he's not like, a, a, a you know, an ideologue maniac. Like he's right. not somebody who would just do that to do it because he loves, you know, you know, murder. Like he's not a fucking, you know. Right. Um, so let's just say for some reason out of character, he does do that. Right. I still don't think we should be in fucking Syria. This is not our fucking conflict. We are supporting 73% of the world's dictators, according to a recent UN uh, study. And we're going to fucking act all, uh, oh my God, well, he used gas on his own people. That We're fucking facilitating the Saudis just genociding the poorest people in the fucking world in Yemen, like we're, we're giving them cluster bombs and fueling their planes and we're going to act like we all of a sudden care about human rights. No, this is a fucking proxy war with Iran and Russia. And now that John Bolton's in there, he's going to get his fucking mustachioed way and we're going to end up, you know, on the ground in Syria and probably so, in Iran. I remember when as early as 2013, Obama was toying with the idea of uh, going to war in Syria and, 
there was a lot of outrage and people were marching in the streets, but also people were like, well, but this is Obama. Why are you protesting at the same time? That was the reaction I saw from a lot of, a lot of liberal folks. Yeah, it's fine if he's a Democrat. And it was, well, they, you know, it's just like, well, if he does it, then clearly they went through a, a proper, thoughtful process of determining whether they should slaughter thousands of people. Yeah, you know, right. It's like, no, it doesn't, there's no change. Well, he came to this decision on his own. You, you know, it the, the, totally the wasn't. Joint, the Joint Chiefs of, Chiefs of Staff make their decisions regardless of who's president. Right, that they yeah. have an agenda all on their own. And it's like Frank Zappa said: the, the White House is just the entertainment division of the Pentagon. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, it's so true. And and look, this is something that we've known that they were going to do for fucking years. I mean, back in '05, uh, General Wesley Clark said that he, when he went into the DoD, the day after 9/11, they had a list of seven countries they wanted to target for regime change, and the seven were. Uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, uh, Somalia, uh, Iran, Syria, and Yemen. And we were bombing all of those countries except Iran, but I'm sure we're going to get to them. And Syria, we're trying as hard as we fucking can to, you know, lie the American people into supporting us going in there on the ground and, you know... This instituting never, regime change. This this whole our involvement there never made any sense unless you look at the pipeline theory. You know the theory that either well, theory. I mean, the, yeah. Saudi Arabia wants to put a pipeline through uh, through Syria. Yeah. They, they so from Iran or Iraq or whatever. Pipeline. Yeah, natural gas pipeline. Um, there's multiple <laughs> pipelines that have been reported now, and I think when you look at it, there there was n- really never any reason that made sense for us to be there unless you consider that. And I, I have a hard time even commenting on stuff over there because it's really difficult. We we don't we don't have sources that we're just lied know, to. They don't tell us anything that fucking yeah that we can there. trust. And videos can be manufactured to appear to anything. And so I have a hard time because I don't know you know um, exactly what's happening over there. And there are accounts from people firsthand, but you know maybe those people have agendas too. It's really difficult. Well, I mean, I think. A lot of the, you know, like there's, there's always this stuff where you see fake photos put out, you know, uh, like uh, Israel is putting out these photos of uh, burning tires, you know, because they shot all these protesters who burn tires as though uh, live ammunition is uh, an equal measured response to smoke in there. Right. Yeah, uh, sure. But they were putting out photos of, of this Did that giant, again today, uh, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it was this giant, like, tire waste disposal fire in Texas in America. Oh, and they yeah, were using that. that as their is their image of like what they had somehow suffered that he was caused like their, them to. He was like their know. PR minister or something too. The guy that tweeted uh, that. Yeah, yeah, minister of fucking bullshit. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you know, and that kind of stuff happens all the time. Or, or you'll see something where like um, North Korea photoshopped a whole bunch more missiles taking off all at once than than were actually there. You know, just shit, shit like that, like bad photoshopping, basically. I don't know that that really convinces that many people. But I mean, the thing that really gets you know when you have these media networks that are owned by the weapons manufacturers and you have pundits that go on that don't disclose that they're lobbyists for the weapons manufacturers it's just that's all it is i mean if if there might be some oil involved too but it's not a means to an end it is the process of making war became profitable and that's all it is that's all it is we we fund both sides yeah we arm both sides yeah we We fucking are that we've done that for forever and and you know we we arm the fucking uh 
uh, we we armed Iran against Iraq back in '83, and then in, in '84 we decided to arm Iraq against Iran. It's like we 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 literally just whoever will give us money will give fucking well, you know, and munitions and bombs too. Like, certainly, so if we want you know pipelines or you know uh, oil prices or gas you know, prices to be affected, then what benefits us is just for the whole region to be you know bombed into oblivion, and then we no can go in leaders. there, yeah. act like saviors, and you know and build. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. That's, well, no. Well, nobody's oh, talking about what's going to happen if we got rid of Assad, and that's what well, we know what the fuck is going to happen because the only other <laughs> strong groups in Syria are the quote unquote rebels who well, are all fucking terrorists. They're all the Al Nusra, Al Qaeda, and ISIS. Destabilized already in the first place is because of the power vacuum well, of them. we created in Iraq. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we we created ISIS by destabilizing the whole region, and that's what's going on there now. I mean, there's many other groups that are all firing at each other, but. Yeah, you know, it's just it's like. But Al Nusra, one of the primary rebel groups, is is all ex Al Qaeda guy. They just rebranded. You know, yeah. it's like when fucking Blackwater <laughs> changed their name. To, you know, yeah, Z X I. You know, holding whatever the fuck they. Could. It's like <laughs> the same. You know, the same people, different fucking name, and it's like, oh no, we're legit now. No, you're just trying to fucking depose Assad so you can put in a caliphate. You, you, Assad is a democrat. You know, elected. Uh, secular leader. He may not be a good fucking guy. I wouldn't want him as my president, but that doesn't mean that we have the right to go in there and depose him and let a bunch of fucking terrorists take over a sovereign country. I mean, it's it's absurd. You know, people ask if you, you know, are you interventionist or anti-interventionist? And, and I'm neither. I'm of the, if we don't know what's going on and we can't say truly it's this side or this side doing it, just Stay the fuck out of there. Like, it's well, not about intervening or not. If you don't know what's it's, going on, it's stay still, out. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's, you know, it's still a violation of the Geneva Convention for us to, uh, to make any preemptive attack on any country unless they attacked us first. It's just, also, by the way, just not that we ever even talk about it, but it's a huge violation of the Constitution that we're in all these fucking conflicts without congressional approval. But right. that's just, you know, not even something that they fucking talk about anymore. Yeah. So Barbara um, Lee was on the Intercept podcast today. Oh, she's great um, about that. And she talked about that. She was she was the single person to vote against author, the president's authorization for attacking the Afghanistan, AUMF, yeah. which every like 40 other military conflicts we've done uh, have used that same document as justification. And it's it's like no, you're just you can't recycle it that many times, you know. It's incredible. It's incredibly broad, but they of course yeah. take advantage of it anyway. And, and you that's know? what she said. She was like, I knew that it was going to be a blank check for the next generation of warfare. And she was the only one to vote against it. Yeah, and you know, for anyone who thinks that like, oh well, the, you know, why that that's ridiculous conspiracy, and you're just you know, Putin's useful, whatever the fuck you think, <laughs> you know, idiots say shit like that. Um. He, you just think about all the times we've been lying to war. Think about the Gulf of Tonkin. Like, and if you don't know about these things, fucking Google them. These are all things that were deliberate lies to get us into wars. Gulf of Tonkin. You can think back to the fucking weapons of mass destruction lie. You can think back to um, the little uh, anonymous Iraqi girl who testified before Congress before we went into you know before the Gulf War, who talked about how the Kurds were going into. Uh, hospitals and ripping babies out of incubators. Yeah, well, turns out, you know, they said she was anonymous to protect her, uh, you know, safety. Turns out she was anonymous because she was the ambassador from the U.S.'s fucking daughter. Yeah. And she was so coached, she, and she totally lied and that there's so no proof was that that ever happened. she was a crisis actor. Yeah, she literally was. <laughs> like, literally actual, was. Finally caught one. 
literally and, and people can look this up if they think I'm fucking crazy. This is like public yeah. record, you know? And so, yeah. and that lied us into the fucking, you know, into the getting involved with Kuwait. And it's like, again and again and again and again and we just don't fucking learn and the media just leads us into war and everyone's like oh well i guess if all these people i respect are saying it it must be true and and the big irony is though of course the last time we actually had a threat uh, an existential war threat uh, we had a president that had to drag the country kicking and screaming to do something about it (laughs) you know it was just total opposite of the way it's been ever since yeah so you know that's that's really fucking depressing and i'm sure we're gonna end up maybe before the weekend's over uh dropping bombs in syria because all of a sudden mr anti-interventionist trump who said we should get the fuck out of syria now that you know john bolton is twirling his fucking you know lorax mustache behind him he's he's ready to you know rock and roll with both barrels in iran and everywhere else it's like that motherfucker, I we talked about it when he when he was appointed. He yeah. is a the fucking devil, John Bolton. He is gonna get us <laughs> well like into so many bullshit wars. He seems so flippant though. He almost doesn't seem evil. He's a buffoon. Be. He's like an idiot when you listen to him. Yeah, no, that's that's what I mean. Like he's not eloquent. He's he's I don't know how anyone would take him seriously other than that he just says the it's most that mustache, extreme man. shit. Yeah. It's mesmerizing. <laughs> well, I don't know. I remember when when Trump lobbed these, you know, fifty nine Tomahawk missiles into Syria right when he got after he got inaugurated, and it was funny to watch liberals like you could tell they were like didn't know which way to knee jerk, you know, like whether to say, yeah. um, oh, he didn't shoot enough missiles. Hillary would have put boots on the ground, or the people where they were like, uh, wait, no, we're supposed to be against Trump, so his <laughs> wars are bad. You could just like like see like oh. the. Oh, you know, Brian Williams, the, oh, the beauty of our missiles, oh yeah. my god. Like, <laughs> like they're firecrackers, yeah. Brian, Brian Williams is getting the loot <laughs> because he knows this weekend another fucking, you know, we're gonna, there's gonna be another missile strike. Like, he, he can't fucking wait. These fucking morons like Morning Joe and all these other idiots can't wait until we fucking bomb Syria. Like, they just have no concern. When you hear them talk about it, it's as if they're talking about, like, buying and selling stocks, not like, you know... The killing That's of innocent fucking people. It is. No, it, it really is. is. Oh, it's, it's ratings, yeah. And their ad revenue goes up and they can charge more to run the ads for the companies who already are making the profits from the war itself. So uh, whenever Trump speaks out, you know, and says anything against Putin, you know, as he did in that tweet when he's, you know, talking about what we're doing in Syria, it always makes me wonder because he hasn't really spoken out or done anything that Putin didn't want. And so, you know, or if he's had to, he's been sort of forced to. So it makes me wonder, does Putin actually want this? Would would a war there, you know, or making it look like the U.S. was up against Russia over there, would that somehow uh, benefit Putin in some way? Oh, um, fuck, I mean, fuck, ha- fuck, fuck, fuck. Been... Guys, guys. Trump, what? literally a minute ago, Trump appro- approves U.S. military strikes in Syria. Oh. He's going to uh... make an unscheduled statement tonight. Motherfucker. Oh my gosh. We can't even get through a fucking podcast without it. <laughs> oh, man. It's like we're live right now. <laughs> oh, he's uh, making a fucking statement right now. Oh, my God. Ugh. We're going we're gonna to go to fucking war with Syria. We we're just going to... Yeah, great. Oh, we well. already were in war with Syria. I mean, well, there is no to- Syria. There is no Syria. Yeah. We're going to go to war with the fucking pile of rocks that used to be called Syria. For what? <sighs> what is it going to take for people to just speak out and say enough is enough i mean republicans if any of you do happen to on a whim listen to this okay do you really want your kids sent over there you know for for nothing 
um, because that's what's happening. Lives will be lost. They will be. This is not just about uh, your stock portfolio. We're not going to send any troops over there. They're not going to do that. I don't think they're President Trump's support has approved U.S. military strikes in Syria against the Assad regime. Two administration officials tell Fox. So I'm sure we're not. He's not going to say what kind because he doesn't want to give away the city. I don't want to give away my strategy. You know, he always says that fucking stupid yeah, shit. But. So I'm just scrolling through the through the hashtag or through the train thing. And he's got the, well, on the on the mantle behind him. There's a little eagle uh, statue. Can you guys see in that? <laughs> no. no. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Too bad uh, it's not like the eagle that fucking attacked him when he was doing the uh, <laughs> peanut commercial. <laughs> so if you study fascist iconography, you'll notice that like an eagle or a falcon is almost always prevalent, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's really, really spread out. Winged eagle. Exaggerated wide Iron ends. eagle, I mean. Yeah. And you notice that's always like that's become more and more common in, in America <laughs> iconography <laughs> as well. I mean. We didn't start out with an eagle being the mascot. It kind of came mm. around not, not that long ago. but uh, Well, I and when I talk funny. about the cost of war, so, you know, it's not just about lives lost, although, you know, you say they wouldn't send troops, but it's been noted that, that recently Russia has been blocking the GPS signals of our drones and other things over there. So, you know, there could be a reason to, to put actual troops there. But even if there weren't, even if every They're single person... They're targets right now, by the way. They already started. Even if every single person that was involved was here in their mom's basement operating a drone like a video game, there's a psychological cost to all of this shit. These people, even the ones operating drones, can walk away with some form of PTSD for the shit that they have to see. Well, yeah, Comrade, you were talking about that documentary. Yeah, National Bird. um, Speaking of uh, eagles, fascist eagles, um, National Bird, that great documentary uh, about the drone pilots that realized... um, all of the intel they were being fed was to encourage bombing civilians whenever possible. The people on the ground were all hot shots who just wanted to see shit blow up and yeah. see people's bodies blown apart. And you the know, pilots were all, you know, like video game jockeys who were young and they were still deeply affected by it. By the way, you know, t- I was watching Tulsi Gabbard grill uh, Mattis today on on the whole Syria situation. She said, are you aware that Russia said that they will retaliate if we strike Syria before an investigation is completed to see who the fuck actually did this chemical weapons attack. And Mike Pompeo's like, well, well, you know, by the way, have you ever listened to Mike Pompeo talk? I'm not Mike, uh, uh, Mattis, James Mattis. He, he seems like he'd be like a, you know, like, Oh, well, uh, you know, like a real stern guy. He's got a fucking mush mouth. Like I've never heard <laughs> such a, but, um, but he was like super unconcerned and like, nobody's thinking about the fact that we're putting ourselves directly in fucking Russia's, path right now and we're you know escalating with them and we could literally get us ourselves into a fucking military conflict with russia because of this like literally well i mean it's always played well for both countries domestically to always have them as the enemy all right listen listen to this quote from the president just now hopefully someday we'll get along with russia and maybe even iran or maybe not John Bolton, I guarantee John Bolton scribbled, or maybe not, in the March. <laughs> oh, here's I'm, a great, here's a great. I'm watching tweet. him on mute right now. Yeah, a great tweet from a, a random account. Uh, President Trump is an Israeli puppet. <laughs> That's the fucking truth. 
Oh, God. Kill us I, all. Th- th- this is just, yeah, well, they're probably going to, so yeah. <laughs> don't worry. <clears throat> and, but, you know, I'm so glad you motherfucking douchebags in the media were talking about all day about the fucking P-tape and about James fucking Comey. I, I really hope you're happy because this is what they've been talking about for a week behind the scenes. You could have been fucking covering this and clamoring to... Well, Get an investigation before we fucking went to war and you're too busy talking about the fucking piss tape or about how he had an affair with some fucking woman in the eight. Like, who gives? Well, and for those people that do wind up supporting this, they need to understand that. Why do presidents go into war with seemingly no reason? To distract Americans from other shit. Exactly. To distract from, you know, all of the stuff that's that's you know, compiling against him with his lawyer and this Stormy Daniels and just all of this other shit, you know, what's a perfect distraction for that? This is how we go to war. This is what fucking Clinton did. Clinton, you know, he during the during the Paula Jones shit, he started bombing. Um, I forget it was Kosovo or somewhere. He, you know, to fucking distract people. It's yeah. a great tool if you're a fucking tyrant who doesn't care about you know other people's lives to distract the media when they're on your back to just fucking bomb a brown country. Well, and I want to say we won't the, fall for it anymore, but we I'm waiting. We fell for it again. We already fell for it. <laughs> it's this is, it's yeah. the best way to not just distract, but also make yourself look like you're a good leader. Because suddenly it's it's like as soon as you are bombing shit, then you're, the, you're not just the president. You're the commander in chief. And all the fucking Democrats are obliged to respect you for that shit. And they'll say, oh, President Trump, say what you say about Trump. He launched those missiles and they hit the things they were supposed to. So <laughs> Brian Williams is jerking one out right now. Like, he, seriously, uh, he's sitting over there in the MSNBC studio. This is fucking just <laughs> war porn. Uh, disgusting. I mean, it's just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> we're speechless. That, yeah, no, that's where we are. I can't talk about anything. 50 other than episodes like, and I we're really speechless. <laughs> You know, we're going to talk about Paul Ryan. We're going to talk about Mike Pompeo. I don't want to fucking talk about the, that. I didn't have anything to add to Paul Ryan anyway. I mean, yeah, good fucking riddance, you Ayn Randian fucking lunatic. Yeah, but now know, we wind dweeb. up with Iron Stash. And if you're not skeptical yeah, or, you I'm, know, oh, suspicious yeah, of that one. Suspicious. Hey, you look, you know, maybe Kathy Myers somehow, you know, pulls it out. But uh, I don't know. I wish. I mean, her, her fundraising has been going better than a lot of progressives, but still. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Tough, tough road to. I just it's tough can't. to win when you were when someone is selected to win ahead of there even being a contest, and yeah. that's the case in almost every Democratic <laughs> primary across this country. Well, that's that's a D Triple C's you they, know mo. They proved but... in court that's the right. So it's uh, <laughs> rigging the primary is their yeah. is their right. Hey, <clears> they <throat> have that David Muir guy is already in Syria. Looks like. So I wonder if they got the jump on this story, or if they just had him sitting there. Yeah, just sit around and wait. It's not gonna happen actually. <laughs> just hang out in Syria. Go go on vacation. It's a great. It's a beautiful place this time yeah. of year. Mm. A lot of you open know? air markets now that used to have roofs. Yeah. <laughs> There's a nice pool Sorry, formed by the uh, the, the broken septic. You know, and <laughs> it just you know it bothers me so much because I remember um, you know when I was in Pennsylvania there was a large Syrian population in the town that I lived in and. <clears throat> amazing people you know and many of them would go back and forth regularly to their their country and it it was you know tourist place i mean it was it was a real country that you could go and visit that we could go and visit and and not live in fear and we've completely destroyed it for what so one of the the really anti the scary racist xenophobic anti-refugee rhetoric things i would hear from uh, uh americans was 
you know, if they're so brave, why don't they stay and fight? And I would always say, well, who are they supposed to fight? And they would say, well, whoever's attacking them. And I would say, well, we're attacking them. <laughs> you want them to stay and fight against us? And they're like, uh, well, no, they should give up. I'm like, well, they, they, they fucking <laughs> ran away. They ran out of their country. How much more can you give up? Right. Well, then let them go somewhere else. It's just, it's like, it's like that kind of stuff. That, that kind of Trump voter. You know, I know there's a lot of working class people who vote for Trump because they were just, you know, fuck all, whatever. But there are those, those types that just, they hate anyone who's brown skin for whatever reason. They'll justify it any way they can. The other aspect of this, you know, potential war, war, whatever that's that's going on is the economic one. And, you know, many economists have predicted that the economy was going to start doing worse, that we were, you know, what we've been feeling recently has been the, the layover from Obama. And that, you know, there are several bubbles that are about to burst, including another one in mortgages and and um so it's certainly possible that this is to distract from or prevent uh, economic instability as well. Mm. <sighs> I don't like yeah. it. I've got a bad <laughs> feeling about this. <laughs> well, I mean, this is just the fucking beginning. Like, it, this is really just the beginning. I mean, if you think about just the shit that um, is, it could could come from this. I mean, we're gonna we're probably looking at war in Iran, you know. I mean, who knows what the fuck is going to happen with Russia. Nah, that's not gonna I don't want to go to war with the Iranians. Iran is, is basically a superpower of the region. We're never going to go to attack a country that's got legitimate defenses to, to put... You know, this is this is for show. This is, the, this is theater. It's going to destroy people's lives, but it's not... John Bolton wants thing. to fucking go to war with Iran. I, like, John Bolton's like the last on it. six months. It'll he'll it'll be a revolving door just like everybody else. He couldn't even keep Rexon Mobilson on for barely a year, <laughs> and he was this. I mean, you might say he's unqualified, but he was the the only thing, the closest thing to a real human being that he had going for him. They said Kelly quit this week, but then he got, they got him to to walk it back. So yeah, they're they're having a real tough time with staff. Yeah, they got personnel issues. So you know, I, I mean, it's. Bolton's so far out there, I don't think anyone who actually is in the Pentagon is nearly as, as bad as he is, you know. And some of those people, as war-hungry as they are, they still don't want to do anything that could genuinely make America less safe, even if we are destabilizing these other countries and they don't give a shit about them. Well, they're also smarter than Bolton. Bolton, like you said, is a fucking moron. Like, they know <clears throat> how far to get to push without... Uh, going too far to you know turn people's opinions against the war. That, mm -hmm. That's kind of the here. Wait, there's I have a little thirty second clip from Trump. I want to just I'm curious right. to, his quote here. Okay, this is real time, guys. <laughs> a short time ago, I ordered the United States Armed Forces turn up to a little launch bit. precision strikes on targets associated with the chemical weapons capabilities of Syrian dictator Bashar al-Assad. A combined operation with the armed forces of France and the United Kingdom is okay. now underway. We thank them both. 
short time ago. That was, that's all the clip was. Um, short time ago. Oh, the UK that that may have been involved in staging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, no, exactly. That very. How did France get on board with this? I thought they were the the freedom fries surrendered. You know, how did they get involved? <laughs> well, in no, this Macron, one? Macron. You know, Mister the hero of the left, Macron is is just as fucking you know ready and willing to go along with the military industrial complex oh. when it suits him. You know. Fucking hell. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to talk about anything else after that. <laughs> oh, God. We should just talk about our unpopular opinions. Uh, I Fuck this fucking country. That. That's my unpopular <laughs> opinion. <laughs> I think that's probably a pretty popular opinion right yeah, now. Yeah, no. I mean, really. I just... Uh, well, we'll definitely have more coverage on that next week. I mean, obviously, we'll... If, if, there, if there's unfolds. a week, if there's a week next week to come to, <laughs> you there's never still know. a country next week. If we haven't escalated so far it, with it, Russia that we're all hiding in bunkers. All right. So my, well, maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe I shouldn't do it. It's too much. It's too much. I'm feeling emotional about this right now. Hmm. Um, yeah, me too. It was just really fucking horrible. Uh, all right. Fuck it. Fuck the troops. Fuck them. I don't Ooh. care how poor and uneducated you are. You should know better. Sorry. But at this point, you live in the most violent, war, lusty country in the world, and you still don't know it's wrong. Like, when, when, when is the conflict you think is going to be the good one? They're, of course they're programmed. Of course they're programmed. But that's after they sign up. <laughs> no, they're programmed in our education system. Well, I mean, Just to play devil's advocate, I mean, do you, do you not think, though, that that's less the you know, poor, uneducated people's fault than more so the media, which purports to be either liberal or fair and balanced, which actually... Yeah, I'll say fuck the corporate does, media, too, you know. But, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they yeah. have this, like, this kind of, like, you know, I, I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know the term, but, you know, this just kind of, like, adoration porn whenever the troops are talked about, no matter what side of the aisle you're yeah. on. And it's just the... Yeah, and I'm sure when you grew up in a podunk town with nothing going for you, you suddenly get all of this, you know, hoorah, exactly, pumped yeah. up chest bullshit, and you're like, oh, I finally got a purpose. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you know, if we're going to say fuck, fuck the police when they do heinous, horrible things. I, I certainly would say fuck the military. What's I don't the know the difference. But what's the difference? You know, it's still, it's the same culture. It's just, you know, one is the, 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 the cops that we send over to other countries to kill brown people there. And the, the ones that we're in the badges are the ones we have here that do the shit to us domestically. Well, so, and this is where I want to get on a soapbox a little bit, because I, I posted something about this earlier today. We on the progressive side, actually a lot of America now, um, are so uh, siloed in our own little echo chambers. And we wind up just talking to ourselves or others who agree with us rather than, you know, engage in the conflict. And so if potentially, you know, the the troops themselves should be culpable, if, um, you know, the police themselves should be, all of these things are true. Um, and if you don't just blame, you know, the the entire apparatus of the military industrial complex for literally breeding, you know, zombies to, to follow along their whim, then aren't we too responsible for not standing out on every street corner in every podunk town in America? Am I not culpable for not shouting out my window and trying to convince every possible person that I can that this is madness? I take responsibility. I mean, there's only, yeah, but you can only be, you know, people can only do so much, at, you know, but individuals. This is a who do we accept on Facebook as our friends? We accept people that appear to have the same political beliefs as us. I mean, this is, you know, we're doing this to no, ourselves. Mis- Social media is allowing you. it. I mistrust anybody who's close to my my views. 
<laughs> like, there's nothing I hate more than fellow vegans too, because I'm just like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna like, it's it's what they, it's it's what um, some psychologists refer to as the narcissism of small difference, where you're more prone to argue to the death over the tiniest little difference in your ideology than you are with somebody who's really far away and you're, you're actually kind of trying to look for things to agree with because you know most things you don't, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, during the, the Nuremberg trials, just following orders was not an acceptable defense. So when our troops go over there and mass slaughter people and they go, well, but that's what the, we were told to do. No, doesn't well, matter. I don't have, no, yeah, I don't have crime. sympathy for people that commit it, it, war crimes. I, I think that people are the whole often tricked, tricked into joining the military on false pretenses, though. Well, I mean, you got, <laughs> how much, how I mean, much historical there, precedent you, do you need before you realize it's a crime? And you're on the bad team. On the bad team, you know. But, I mean, that's to me, the it's, thing. It's is kind it... of like religion. I mean, think about the way people. You know, when when you're born into something. You know, I, I was just listening to, and this was going to be part of my unpopular opinion, but I don't even really know how to articulate it right now because I'm so fucking. But um, you know, I was listening to uh, this interview with Megan Phelps, uh, who was the like lead propaganda arm of the Westboro Baptist Church. She was like Fred Phelps' granddaughter. All this shit. <clears throat> And she left the church, like, very publicly and, you know, denounces them and all this shit now. And, like, it, it, it's just – and, you know, I've seen interviews with her when she was still with the church and she was just so fucking sure of herself and so, like, almost, like, giddy about the things she was saying. And now she just, you know, she sits there and she fucking, like, cries thinking about all the fun the soldiers' funerals and all the other funerals that they protested and all this shit. And it's like – you so can be so sure of some – she said, well, I mean, it's a really fascinating interview. She did one with Joe Rogan. She did one with Kevin Smith. I recommend both of them highly. Um, and what was, she also what did was the turning talk. point, though? So, well, it was slow. She said it was slow for her, but she started realizing that uh, her family were hypocrites because she was thinking about things like, you know, how Jesus said, love thy neighbor, but that's not what they were practicing and how, you know, just little hypocrisies. But you could point mm -hmm. to a lot of hypocrisies in almost any sect of any religion, you know, in terms of like contradictory info in the body, you know, I don't want to talk about religion, again, but you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, so, but, but it's just fascinating to me the way you can just be, and she still is like, Oh my God, but you know what? I mean, they're still my family. I still love them. They're still, you know, the nicest people I know, you know, to me, it's just well, like, if you want to talk about being Christ-like, that's the Christ-like thing to do is to, you know, to love people in spite of their quote unquote sins. So, well, it's what I understand. Wait, wait, you know, we don't we don't view the police as somehow being separate from law enforcement. Why do we view the soldiers as somehow being separate from the military? They I literally people, are the military. <laughs> no, I know, but I think people join the police as more so as a choice, more so with their eyes open. Like I think a lot of people join the police because they want to be fucking maniacs, and I think there are a, a group of people that join the military for that same reason. But I also think. The police don't prey on poor black communities and try to recruit them, you know, to be cops when they're 18 at a high school and promise no, them all these things. they just beat the like stuffing out of them and call yeah, them all Crips and Bloods them. and, they, you know. They still recruit. I mean, they want those people who are going to be, you know, have some credibility in the community. So, you know, put them Yeah, out it's even more PR. powerful when you have someone from the community yeah, that's black, yeah. you know, saying you're... Well, and, talking and then, points, yeah. You know, but, but, I th but I think the military does a lot more recruitment of... of uh, you know, yeah, unsuspecting well, people than cops do, you know? I, th I think that, that has a lot to do with, um, you know, having thousands of small police departments as opposed to one giant 
Sure. Yeah. Well, both of my parents were military, so I'll give you, you know, that background. My mom was in the Air Force. My dad was in uh, the National Guard and then the Army. You know, I I come from you know a lot of military people, and I'm I'm very proud of the the military in general. And but but to your point, I I do differentiate between the individuals and the um the priorities of the the body as a whole and you know in my mom's case she you know she was from glens falls new york a little you know you probably know where that is anthony little you know nowhere town and yeah she had really no (laughs) prospects as a female at that time but she could get out of her town by joining the military and she did you know and and rose up from there um, so this is, you know, it is a way out for a lot of people. Um, and I, and I don't know that they go into it at all knowing what's nice though. And what I've seen in many military people that I've spoken to more recently and since is that a lot of them are anti-war. Yeah, exactly. They've seen it firsthand and they come back going, holy shit. I see what this has done to me. I see the, you know, uh, ridiculous grounds on which we're, you know, having these wars and, and it needs to stop. And they're the ones that I think are going to be the key to any change because they we, hold credibility. If, with... if that was true, if that they were the keys to change, then um, we would have stopped after World War II. Never would have done it again. And we've but, done nothing but, the, but, but do the it But the propaganda machine is so fucking strong. I mean, well, yeah, I, and, honestly... and the biggest propaganda tool they have is to say, well, well, even if you don't like the war, you have to honor the troops. And as long as they can pull off that lie... They're going to keep doing it forever. And as long as we're not willing to criticize the people, well, that's what they do. That's how they convince these guys to go back over and over, that it's their duty. Because whether you agree with the mission or not, you still got to go and do what your country says for the sake of your brothers over there. Well, it's a dangerous... And we buy into that bullshit, too. And that's... It's a dangerous place to get to where you're like, you're going to now demonize the troops themselves. Because what happens uh, when we do have a genuine existential threat against this country and you can no longer get anyone to volunteer because they're all seen as horrible people? What then? If there is a existential threat, people will do what they need to do. We haven't had one of those Not if they're in all frowned upon. years. No one's ever done that. No one's ever frowned upon. The thing is, you're, you're, you're saying that I'm attacking No, actually, after Vietnam, they were. The, no, they weren't. No, that was, that was a myth. That was a myth the Reagan administration came out with. They put it in the papers that they got spat on when they came back. It never actually happened. That was not the case. What I'm saying is, if you don't hold people accountable for their actions, it will happen over and over and over again. It's not about demonizing people. It's about holding people accountable. But would you say that it's, I mean, obviously, if somebody participates in an atrocity, you know, overseas, well, I certainly hold them accountable. it's all an atrocity, then. Yeah. But, right. um, so you can't, like but, the, the line from Apocalypse Now, you're handing out speeding tickets at the Indy 500. You know, what, what makes one murder illegal but the other one legal? That you got the order to do it? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I just really, I think it's, it, I, I, I think it's super wrong to, to join the military in its current form, but I can't blame people who don't know any better. Like, I, I genuinely think people go I in I just don't and, think and you can just, paint any of it with a broad brush. I, I think it's a very complicated... Um, I mean, look, I you know, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this is what happened. Uh, you know, my grandpa was, uh, enlisted during Vietnam. He only enlisted because he was, you know, in line for being drafted, and he didn't want to 
be uh, put in the army. He wanted to join the Navy because he knew the Navy wasn't in direct conflict like the army was. So I have no fucking problem with him doing that because he knew that because of our fucked up country and, you know, that whole concept of the the draft and uh, conscription, he would have been in, you know, in harm's way. So like, you know, my own father did something similar where he, he didn't want to go to four years of college and then get drafted and, and then die. Right. He was like, well, I'm going to just get it over with and then let me go back and live a life, you know. Um, so he did the same thing. He signed up um, uh, in order to do it when he chose to rather than get drafted out of nowhere. Yeah, I would have fled to Canada personally, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I but gone, you know, I thought he, I, the it's all a good option. So yeah. Not. But and, and I'm, I'm not like, and I don't think like, oh, you have to be reverential of the troops. Like, I don't think, you know, I, I support uh, not having our fucking troops killed for bullshit wars. Like when people say support the troops, I support them by wanting them to all stay fucking home and like hang out in Hawaii or wherever the fuck they have to be stationed when they're not, you know, in wartime. Like I would love for like, obviously you need to have some sort of a trained military force, but well, there, there's, you know, there's a good point. Another though. reason why we don't have free public college is because the military uses that as a recruitment tool. We, yeah, it's it's not just true. having a, a well-trained military. We have a standing army. We are basically on a war footing at all times. And way back when we fought the first couple of wars, we had the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. They said, look, if we have a a, a nonstop standing army, we will turn into an empire and we'll always be at war. And that's exactly what happened. Is that if you train to have, if you train 3.5 million people to be ready to go to war any minute, you're going to surprisingly, miraculously be at war nonstop with that kind of a, a war footing. And that's what we've done. <laughs> I mean, most of our adult lives, we've constantly been at war. And we're in, what, seven countries now? So, Eight. you know, we, we're we bombing Niger. We're, the three of us are able to see how that kind of militarism uh, leads to a more militarized police and leads to more uh, school shootings and domestic violence, right? So it's clearly there is a culture there of, of institutionalized violence that is not just a bunch of people at the top. It, it's people rationalizing it at the bottom who haven't been had their minds warped that much it's just they accept it and they rationalize it on their own as why it's okay and i but do you think they're not do you you not think that those people are also influenced by the complete programming from birth from everyone at the top filtering on down you know like in terms of just we we grow we're, we're an incredibly violent fucking they we, we we were founded on you know a violent revolt against the, the country we not that, only have the school to prison pipeline we have the school to military pipeline right I mean, well you know at some point you have i just to think people don't even have a fucking chance a, in this country some places you know you got to make a decision to not participate in something like that you can't say well but i need money for college so that was okay for me to go load the bombs on the planes that kill people because i was poor like, no, sorry. I don't, you I don't just think might it's just have okay to be poor for them. and not kill anybody. Sorry. I don't think it's okay for them, but I think a lot of people get lied in terms of, like, what they did in Iraq was they would tell people, like, oh, you can join the National Guard. And then what Bush do? He fucking sent the National Guard to Iraq. He sent about, he yeah. deployed a bunch of we've, fucking that. Na- we've done the exact same thing in every war. We've always sent the National yeah, Guard. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know that. That's like, <laughs> that's, that's like untold history of the United States shit. Like, people uh, don't that fucking is, realize uh, that. I, I, a I, great point that military recruiters are known for lying. They're such and, fucking shysters. Yeah, military recruiters. And so, you know, I think there are many people that just don't know any better and get sucked into something that's, yeah. 
I mean, but, but genuinely, I think a lot of people do get fucking tricked into extra deployments and all this bullshit where they think they're just going to go and pay their way through college by going through basic training and, you know, serving in the National Guard, meaning that they'll probably never have to see action in their lives. And meanwhile, Bush was like, oh, well, you know, we, we don't have enough, you know, our troop numbers are down. We need to send some more people over there. I'm going to fucking send uh, a bunch of these people, you know, who are on weekend furlough over to fucking Fallujah. Um Oh, mm-hmm. but, and oh, wait! Pop my headphone out. Hang on. Well, you know, it's it's like I understand a lot of guys got sent to go do that, and they were told that's their duty. But I'd rather spend years in a brig if I had signed up to do. Oh no, flood me too. Repair. But I would, a I would lot of people aren't go to jail courageous like that. I carry know. a gun in someone else's country and kick people's doors in and point a machine gun in their family's face in the middle of the night. You're the Nazi at that point. No, and I, I, I don't I know. excuse I that. For anyone. I have friends that went over there and did that shit. And they know exactly how I feel. I don't dislike them as people, but I find their actions deplorable. And I've told them. I don't bring it up every time I see them, but it's it's gonna be a conversation. And if we're ever gonna stop being that kind of a country that does that, more people are gonna have to take that just a, a moral stance against it. You know, not just as the war, the war is the people pulling the trigger on every level. And by the way, you know, we were talking about Fallujah actually reminded me of something I wanted to bring up during the Syria conversation before we found out we're in a full fucking blown war with Syria. By the way, they're bombing the Syrian capital right now. I just read. So there's a capital left. Well, that's probably where Assad is. So they're probably just going straight for the fucking jugular. But um, so, uh, you know, it's just fucking hilarious to me that the chemical weapons is the red line because we fucking used white phosphorus in Fallujah during the battle of Fallujah. We use fucking white phosphorus, which is internationally banned. It's a fucking horrendous chemical weapon. It it literally burns your fucking skin. Uh, Israel. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of fucking war criminals, no, but I mean, it it, it is one of the most horrendous, uh, you know, chemical weapons you could possibly use on somebody. It literally fucking incinerates their skin. Like if it, you know, catches on them, it's a horrible chemical weapon. We use fucking Agent Orange in Vietnam. I mean, we're people are still being born with birth defects in Vietnam because of shit we did there. We're the biggest fucking terrorists in the world. And we're just, you know, continuing our legacy of just absolute fucking death and destruction across the world with, with no, with just complete impunity, no fucking consequences whatsoever. <clears throat> I just, that's what I'm I, saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. There's gotta be some level of outrage beyond just war is bad, but troops are good. That's, that's all the I can people, see. Th- honestly, another country should fucking invade us. Like, like the way we do with all these other countries, because we are a fucking, well, apparently, apparently I mean, 13 guys with some fucking shitty memes is all it takes for us to feel like we've we've been murdered. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> like, oh, they posted a beam on a thing, and now we're... Well, yeah, and I'm super glad we did things. this fucking bullshit fake fucking ramp up with Russia, because now we're actually in a real conflict where we could get come into military conflict with Russia, and all this fucking anti-Russia you know Russia fucking xenophobia that the left has fomented is going to do us wonders when we come into conflict with Russia and they accidentally shoot down one of our jets, or we shoot down one of their jets, or we kill one of their soldiers, or yada yada, and then we're... Probably all part of the plan. It is, and then we'll be in World War Three. So you know, fucking awesome. Everybody, bang up job. Everybody involved. You know, just fucking bang up job. It's again. There's. I think this is a level of theater um, where behind the scenes they've agreed to you know 
pop off at each other a little bit, and they've they've decided like you know between like say uh, the U.S. and Israel and Russia, they have diplomats. They've been so reportedly that they've been meeting behind the scenes, so that even though they're talking tough behind the scenes, they're kind of like, all right, we got to look tough for our own people, our own country. So we'll do this. We'll say something shitty. You do that. You say something shitty, and then we back away from it. And I feel like that's probably what's going to happen here. Um, same as the last time he now lobbed all these Tomahawk missiles over there. It, nothing really escalated from that. They kind of just backed away from it. So. This, this is more serious, though, just from the shit I'm reading as we're talking. Trump mean, says U.S. will sustain response until Syria stops the use of chemical weapons. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, He's never going to use them again, you know, even if he did in the first place. That's the thing. It's like, Iraq, um, you need to get rid of your weapons of mass destruction. Well, we, well, don't, we don't have, have any, any weapons. <laughs> well, you better you better get rid of the ones the, you don't do have. Do you believe then. they still haven't shown us that they got rid of their weapons of mass destruction? We have to stay over there until they show us that they got rid of their weapons of yeah, mass destruction. It's, it's like the, the, the old um, sailing uh, cliche, the, the lashings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, and well, no, but the, what they'll do is what they did in Iraq. They'll just move the goalpost, and it'll be like, well, you know, Saddam may not have had weapons of mass destructions, but he was gassing his own people. The world was better off without Saddam. And then it's like, well, you know, we sold the, him the gas that he used on those people. Well, you know, he was a bad guy, and the world's better off without him. And that's what they'll do in Syria. They'll just say, even if even if the UN concludes, even if they'll even do a report at this point, who fucking knows? Because we're a bombing there. Uh, even if they conclude that Syria was not responsible and that it was the rebels or that there was no chemical weapons attack, it'll be like, well, Assad was still a butcher and he was still a bad guy and the world is better off without him. Yeah. <laughs> and well, then it'll be, hey, ma- hey, President Trump, uh, you know, fucking ISIS and al-Nusra took over Syria and they're, uh, you know, they installed a yeah. caliphate government. Well, you know, the world's better off without Assad, so I guess. I, I see a lot of hardline Assad loyalists, you know, they're like, oh, no, he's great, he's wonderful and everything, and it's like. No, he's a fucking I, monster, too. I don't course. know if he's a monster or not. I don't, I have no idea. That's the thing, I, yeah. I have no clue. That's, that's also true. We, we yeah. have no sources beyond, yeah, the media that we have access to, and, and it's tough because I'll see something like, you know, a blog or something from, you know, people that are in one of these countries, and I, I go, I, I don't know. Is this, is this put out by one side or the other? I don't know what to believe. And so, yeah, I just, I, I can't, can't even really speak on it anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, again, if you don't know, we, and we clearly don't know if this gas tag w- was even a real or who did it, if it was real, you know, when, when there's a, when a plane crashes, that's like a two year investigation, you know, when the only thing I can point to is, is it logical? No, for it's Assad to totally have done illogical. it. Yeah, that's that's the you know the best analysis yeah, that we, I can we do. We were is, just talking about yeah. OJ. Like we were talking about all this like you know motive. There's no motive whatsoever yeah. for for Assad to do it, and because he knew that the West would have to get involved because they've almost gotten involved oh in the past. God. I'm about to retweet Joe Walsh. <laughs> oh, Stop me, guys! Don't strange do times. Don't do it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my unpopular opinion before this fucking happened was that i i because again i was I, I tweeted today about how uh i i really would would appreciate it if people would stop retweeting john fucking brennan and bill crystal into my timeline <laughs> you know these proven fucking liars and war criminals i'm telling and, you, you there's know, a shift happening watch it progressive aligning with the right the well, thing no, is but these anti Those You know what I'm saying. They don't want war, but they also don't want the refugees. Like they're very anti-intervention. Right. They're also very anti-human aid as well. But so. if we could accomplish no war and then say fuck you guys on the refugees, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> right? You know, and chicken, chicken, yeah, yeah. Right. But, but um, 
but no, I mean, and you know, me and Ladon have talked about this, I think, on the podcast and just in general about about you know retweeting people that you don't agree with when they make a point you do agree with, and I still stand by that. I think it's fucking a bad idea because you're gi- we've given people like Bill Crystal and David Frum a fucking that we've given them legitimacy again, and they're the people that led us into Iraq, and now they're the biggest fucking voices for leading us into Syria, on top of the fucking maniacs like Howard Dean. By the way, let me read a tweet from him from today, because I, I, I just wanted to fucking throw my phone against the wall when I saw this. <laughs> from Howard Dean? Yeah. I mean, tell me if this is Howard Dean or, like, John Bolton or another fucking, or Dick Cheney. Like, just tell me who this is from. Oh, we should play that game next week. <laughs> so, you know, Trump uh, had a bunch of rambling tweets today. Uh, if President Obama, this is from Trump, if President Obama had crossed the uh, stated red line in the sand, all in capitals for some reason, um, the... The first letter of each word is in capitals for some reason. Uh, the Syrian disaster would have ended long ago. Animal Assad would have been history, exclamation point. So Howard Dean tweeted, uh, if you had done your job consistently, uh, this would not have happened. Why are you such a wimp in the face of Assad and Putin in all capitals? Uh, and then again, you know, Trump tweeted, many dead, including women and children, in mindless chemical um, Attack in Syria, area of atrocity is in lockdown and encircled by the Syrian army, making it completely inaccessible to outside world. I don't even know if this is fucking true. Might not be true. Uh, President Putin, Russia, and Iran are responsible for backing animal Assad. He found a new nickname, I guess. Big. Price. Yeah, that's when you really got to look out. When he starts giving you a nickname, um, you know. <laughs> And then, and then, listen, th- th- this is the fucking tweet, that, the, the gall of this tweet. Howard Dean treat, uh, tweeted, Trump previously did something about this. One of the few actions of his I supported. One of the few actions of his I supported. You know, when he fucking bombed Syria without any evidence last year? Uh, now his weakness is complicity. So they're fucking goading Trump from the right, and look what fucking happened. And he fucking, you know, now we're, now we're in a full-blown war with Syria, probably. It's just, I, I just... It's uh, these so fucking people. Like I, I thought they were gonna. I thought liberals would go back to the left and become anti-war, and then I realized that they kind of <laughs> wanted Trump to start his own war because maybe they would be opposed to it, and then that was also wrong. And now I'm realized that they just. Um, but they can pretend they were opposed to this ten years from now, and then they'll be yeah. like, "Well, you know, the, all the Republicans started this war." And I, don't I don't know how they. they... <laughs> I don't think they will. I think they're still lockstep with Hillary, where they're going. Whatever he does, they'll say he didn't do enough. Do we need to start an anti-war party? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there certainly isn't a major one in the United States right fucking now. Yep. Not one that I can point to. God. Well. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, I guess my unpopular opinion, again, still is if you don't hold troops accountable, at least on the same mentality that we hold police accountable or we want police to be accountable, uh, I don't think anything's going to change. So um, I know it's unpopular. I'm not saying, you know, fuck that guy for joining the military. I'm just saying fuck the troops in the same way that people say fuck the police. I could say I, I, I certainly am in agreement with fuck the military. I mean, you the know, troops the troops are the military. <laughs> no, <but laughs> There's 3.5 the, the million si- people in the military. The that systems are of power, though. I mean, the, the you know, I. I wouldn't say, like, fuck the grunts that get tricked into signing up. I would say certainly say fuck anybody who has any kind of a position of power who makes decisions regarding uh, what we do and where we do it. I mean, it's it's the same. 
it's just what country they're doing the killing in, really. I hear your point, comrade. I mean, it's it's problematic for me because of the incredible people that I know and have known um, who've been in the military, and I think in many cases have had to go to you know fight battles that they wanted no part in and and later regretted. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear you. It's just well, it's a lot tough. of people too joined up. You know, pre nine eleven, people would join up because they would be promised college and all this shit, and it was like, well, we're not at war, so <laughs> yeah, why not? Well. Like, I'll just get a free. And then all of a sudden, it was like, fuck, you know, like what what the fuck is happening? And you, you yeah. you're you're locked into it. If you fucking you know leave, you'll be. You know, court-martialed. I mean. So maybe maybe the opposition to Bernie's platform is really, uh, you know, the military-industrial complex going, if he starts giving out all this free stuff, people are going to be fat and happy, oh, and they're not going to want to be in our wars. That's part of it. I guarantee <laughs> you that's, well, that's, big, that's why yeah. all the fucking centrists hate him. They're all, they all love the military-industrial complex. Brian yeah. Feinstein, Adam fucking Schiff takes more money from the military-industrial complex, more money from defense contractors than almost all the Republicans do. I mean, this is the guy who's anti-gun and anti-gun violence. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. he doesn't mind fucking, you know, violence on all these poor brown people in the Middle East. Like, it just... So, it, I guess it's the the, the, the other <sighs> connection, I guess, is I see is um, when we are so much a part of a system that is evil uh, and we have a hard time holding ourselves accountable, but we also have a hard, hard time extracting ourselves from it because it is so systemic. I understand that. Uh, similar with, you know, climate change. Not many people are willing to quit driving a car or, you know, quit eating animal products to take some accountability in their own lives for climate change, right? They, they want the government to, to make everything somehow eco-friendly. But as long as there's a the massive, ever-increasing demand for cars that, you know, or, or uh, you know, steak <laughs> or bacon... Um, plastic utensils for those yeah, who don't like to do dishes. Yeah. Did you guys see <laughs> the, 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 the tweet that it got like 145,000 RTs and it was basically like they were talking about trash in the ocean but also kink and they said, look, just because you like being choked doesn't mean turtles do. Stop throwing your plastic trash <laughs> oh, in the ocean. Oh, man. <laughs> that's funny. Like, that's and really I was funny. like, that's the kind of tweet I would see it would never get shared. It had 145,000 RTs. <laughs> There's something going on in America. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was going to tell a joke. I, we were getting to unpopular opinions before we got to it. I was going to say, what's yours this week? That like cars did 9-11 or something like that. But I guess it got too, <laughs> we got too serious to fucking do that. But no, you know, I, I know you're super opposed to cars, but there's actually a really cool story out in Sweden that I read today. They developed the, one of the first uh, tracks for their road where electric vehicles can actually charge themselves like like by driving on the road. It's got like a little hook that kind of wiggles back and forth. It's not like a rigid, you know, hook. It, mm-hmm. It's it's like a loose cable kind of thing. And electric vehicles literally charge themselves and it's 90% more, you know, carbon mm-hmm. uh, efficient than, yeah. you know, yeah, regular that's, cars. That's, that's great. Um, but still, if you're trying to create a, a dense urban city that where uh, streets can function as a so- social place. Right. Um, I mean, they showed like in a mountain. So, I mean, I don't oh, know if yeah, this is yeah, necessarily... Yeah. Sweden's all um, fucking mountain, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, well, and that's the kind of thing you can do when you invest in infrastructure. Whereas, you know, conversely, uh, in the Rust Belt no of America, for infrastructure. the we have, we have to... are ten feet deep. <laughs> we have no yeah. money for infrastructure. We need yeah. to spend it on more fucking planes to drop bombs on people that we don't even know if they fucking did anything to deserve it. Like we, you know, like just that's yeah. that's where all of our fucking money goes. So we have no money for infrastructure. 
or healthcare or education or you know. Well, yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's like oh, Bernie Sanders has no plan for stopping all the wars and then taking the money for and paying for all the things he wants. It's like uh, you just literally explained how it would work. <laughs> the solution was in your premise, just yeah. FYI. You know. Yeah. I, I love when people answer their own questions, their own stupid yeah, questions right. with the way they ask it. That's one of my favorite. Like, how do you not see the own irony of your ignorance? When a, Jimmy Dora, like in his stand-up, always has that. He's like, oh, yeah, no, no, we got bomb money. We always got bomb money. We don't have, uh, you know, we don't have school money or fucking hospital money. We got, oh, yeah, we got bomb money. It's, a, you know, to keep buying the dresser. Do you guys remember, I don't know if, if you know this, Anthony, but LaDonna, um, when in like the early eighties, I think was the first time I saw the bumper sticker that said, um, let the Pentagon hold a bake sale for their next B2 bomber. Do you remember that that bumper sticker? No, No, that's great. I love that. It's probably from the Vietnam era too, but it was like, I remember being a kid and they would hold like a, like a cupcake sale to raise money to help the school. And I was like, why does the school have to hold? They still do that at my daughter's school. They they, they can't make car washes near me. To like fun sporting or like you know music programs, they do like yep. car washes. I'm like, we have so much fucking money, but I live in one of the highest. I live in literally the highest tax county in the United States, and we have people fucking running bake sales to pay for like the arts and sports and shit. Like really, like fucking really. There's a really disturbing trend um, amongst the sort of public-private partnership urbanist liberals where they think it's acceptable now to uh, just set up like GoFundMe accounts for every new uh, public works project they want. Oh like, oh, you God. want a new park? Well, let's just uh, let's just crowdsource it. We'll just crowdsource Hollywood's it. doing that yeah. too. Do you notice that? Hollywood's starting to like do that with movies and like record industries doing yeah, that with I albums. Mean, it's it, like... Independent artists have always had to kind of do that to an extent, no, 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 no. I think. But... That's fine. But like Hollywood studios, because they don't want to upfront money for movies now, are starting to do that with... Yeah. Yeah. certain products well, or certain projects and it's like and what that's, the they're fuck? already a private entity so fuck they can do whatever but when if if we want to get a better uh you know uh, playground equipment at the public park now we have to go crowdsource that money on top of the tech like, no that's just you're just you don't legitimizing have you austerity have... at that point you could have yeah. local playground sponsored by Wells Fargo, which is what all oh, our schools yeah, are going to no, be exactly. at some point. You go to some, I mean, you, go to some... you know, Bill Gates' agenda has infiltrated our schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you look at all it, you know, whether or not it's in the name of the, these companies, you have to watch where the money comes from and goes well, to. And they, they want naming rights. Absolutely. Um, I think every every public park in, that has a basketball court in Portland, Oregon, has a Nike swoosh on it now because Phil Knight donated all the money <laughs> for it. So it's just it's 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 the takeover of the commons. Our public commons is being sold off to the highest bidder. Who gets the naming rights if you put their fucking corporate logo on everything? By the way, you know, somewhat unrelated, but I literally just drove past like the playground up the block from me, literally maybe a hundred feet from my house. Uh, they already started digging to put in the uh, Spectre pipeline. They're building a pipeline. That basically runs from uh, well, it's it's called the Algonquin Pipeline expansion, but it's it's you know, uh, uh, Spectra Energy is the one who's putting it in, and fucking Cuomo ran a risk assessment and won't release the results of the risk assessment, and this pipeline comes within a hundred and five feet of Indian Point, the Indian Point nuclear reactor, which is an, inf- an, an inf- uh, a nuclear reactor with crumbling infrastructure. That they were that they're in the process of shutting down because it's so unsafe. So fucking Andrew Cuomo 
if we don't get rid of this motherfucker, but this year we I, we're all screwed because I mean, and the, by the way, this pipeline's going in no matter what. They're what, a fucking is it natural in. gas pipeline. Yeah, it's a natural gas pipeline. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Larry. Yeah. Thanks yeah. That, yeah, thanks. Guys, thanks for fucking spreading fracking all over the world. <laughs> we need to just go to a commune. Just, just uh, walk away. Uh, walk away from society. I really <laughs> think about like going to a, a actual fucking democratic socialist country, like fucking Sweden or you know, Norway. Like one of these countries where they actually care about their fucking citizens' health and well-being and mm-hmm. you know livelihoods and don't want to so, fucking bomb every brown country they can fucking point. I, I, on if a I map. was better with languages, I would have already gone. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, I took the first uh, sick day off yesterday that I've taken at this job I've been at for for a while, and uh, I didn't know if it was going to be a paid sick day or not. Turns out it was, and turns out I get like eight a year. And I was like, wow, I'm so lucky to get eight paid sick <laughs> days a year. And then I was like, oh, wait, but in any European country, you get five paid weeks of vacation a year. They also have unlimited sick days in a lot of those countries. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... It's like if you're sick, you're sick. You can't come into work. Like, they, they, they think like, you know, actual fucking humans do and not like, you know, corporate fucking churn out as much profit as you can machines think. Like, they actually yeah. think like, oh, wow. I worked sick. for an international country that had that five weeks of paid vacation one time. And um, yeah, you get it. But good luck getting approval to take it. I don't know if it's that way in other countries, but at least here. Yeah, you, yeah. you get it. But you can only take it at the times that they want you to. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Shit, that's better than the, the, the you know, none the zero guaranteed paid vacation that the U.S., you know, has now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have yeah, some Well, I mean, I guess not. it's to say that, that some of it is just on paper only because then you get this, you know, a culture of people that are like, no, you know, I don't I don't ever take, you know, paid vacation. And, you, you know, it just becomes this but that's um, an American, you know, martyrdom thing. I mean, you were, yeah. were you working with other Americans for this company, though? Primarily, yeah. Because I, I think that's an American idea. Like Americans think that that's laziness, and not just you know for your mental health and well-being that people take fucking right. vacation. But yeah, I, we're, we're just such a fucked up country. I think that's the the kind of the message of the podcast this week is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we're we're fucking horrible. And um, I guess next week we'll update on. Uh, What's happening in Syria, and if we've We're you know totally area. deposed so, uh, I, Assad already? I, what was the actual po- unpopular opinion from you, Anthony? I don't know if I had one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. I think well, no, I had I, one. I was gonna. Oh yeah, what was yeah? Sorry. I'll I think I had one, one that I wanted you guys to remind me of, but now I don't remember what it was. Okay, I'll do <laughs> another one. Your your unpopular opinion was unpopular enough for the three of us, so I think. <laughs> I think we can. Okay, so let's. I'm going to take it down a notch, and uh, I don't know if you guys know that Toys R Us went out of business. Like, totally, they're done forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to Mitt Romney and Bain Capital, by the way. So, about I think it's about 25 percent of all uh, like walk-in malls have shut down in the last 15 years. Uh, Strip malls are going under. It's It's my fault. I only order from Amazon. Right. Well, (laughs) mail order now. People are moving out of the suburbs because the suburbs suck. That's one thing. And also, like you said, you order online. So big box retailers are going the way of the dinosaur, right? So yeah. I don't know if you guys saw on the news this week, somebody uh, threw a quote-unquote illegal rave in an empty uh, Toys R Us. And of course it got busted because it's like, it's hard to hide a rave, right? Um, it's heartless bastards. But if, if that was not... windows up first? Uh, I don't know, but they, anyway. <laughs> so if something like that happened in a big city, it would have like every 
you know, little startup business would want to like have a product tie-in with it, they would call that like a pop-up dance party. You know, it would be called adaptive <laughs> urbanism, right? But because it happened in the suburbs, they're like, nope, can't let the kids have fun and have, you know, can't let them, <laughs> illegal dancing, can't let that happen. And it's like, Jesus They might smoke in the marriage of one. Like, so these kids are already living out in the fucking suburbs where they're, they're depressed and all the school, school shootings happen. And they're just supposed to let some giant retail warehouse sit completely empty and never be used for anything other than just sitting there uh, covering up the land that used to be farmland or a prairie or a meadow or a marsh. It's just got to sit there and how dare anyone try to use it for anything fun. So my unpopular opinion, and maybe isn't unpopular, but I feel like if any big box retailer is going to make a, a 50 acre parking lot and, and cover up the land that way, they have to have the capital set aside to tear it down when they file chapter 11 and return it to whatever state it was in before they bought that land. I support that. Yeah. Yeah. I support that. So, what they'll yeah, say there's is too that many leftover the landlords will say, well, no, we're going to sell that to another big box retailer who's going to use the infrastructure oh. and just change yeah, it. Yeah, but it's never going to go back to it. And, and that's uh, so many industries think, well, if we can just get people to start buying SUVs again, then we'll be, you know, it's not going to happen. You know, it's not going to happen the <laughs> yeah. way it used to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I had an unpopular. Oh, I mean, I did, but well, no, my unpopular opinion, and I and I almost don't even know if I agree with it anymore. It's going to be. <laughs> um, I, I think I think discourse is a little too um, unnecessarily hostile sometimes on Twitter and things like that because the discourse is too coarse. Hmm. Yeah, well, so the reason I brought it up is because I was ta- I was watching that Megan Phelps interview. And she was, I mean, if you know who she is, like from, you know, back in like the, the real fucking heyday of the Westboro Baptist Church, but out when like, you know, Kevin Smith made Red State and that whole time period. Um, she was super fucking, you know, God hates fags and you're going to go to hell. Like that whole bit, like not like in a, like smiling and friendly and whatever. And she said that the thing that really triggered her ch- changing her mind, you know, besides the stuff I said about like the hypocrisy is that. You know, she would get hate on Twitter. Um, hang on a second. Anthony? Is everyone frozen? No, no. Hello? Sorry. We were oh. frozen for a second. <laughs> okay. So she would get she would get hate on Twitter all the time, obviously, you know, probably deserved. But um, she said the, the thing that made her change her mind is that somebody really just genuinely engaged with her and asked her questions, like, and, and, and not in, like, a joking, making fun of her way or, like, oh, you're a fucking terrible person. They were just like, oh, well... You know, how if you say this, but the Bible says this, like, how do you reconcile with that? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, the, the way somebody reached the, the, you know, what people would consider maybe the, the most hateful people in America, the Westboro Baptist Church, the way they reached one of their prime, you know, fucking soldiers was to say to them, like, hey, why don't, you know, just make them think about it in a different way and approach them almost as a friend or as a, as a thank a, you, thank you. I posted about this earlier today. We are so, you know, in these echo chambers and, you know, speaking to our same group of people, but our job should be to, I don't want to say just reach across the aisle, but, but reach out to other people in, in love, in compassion and and in an attempt to understand one another, not just this constant, you know, hateful rhetoric. Well, so, and, and, you know, I, asterisk, big asterisk, this does not apply <laughs> to fucking centrist paid douchebag shills <laughs> on Twitter who are literally paid to fucking 
argue with us and 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 you know push forward the agenda of the establishment those people don't count because they're not honest actors but when you're having a conversation with a right winger or even somebody who's a liberal who doesn't know better who who just follows whatever they were taught because that's just you know that what was always told to them I think we that's need to true ing- of a lot of those people that sure. you're talking about well, in the in the center center left. Not, but not not the people, not the blue checks that we argue with, who actually have jobs yeah. in journalism. Those people are fucking, you know, bullshit. They, they don't they don't have a, a belief in their body. But like the, <laughs> but no, but real people, and you know, that's and, and I think that's kind of what Bernie's always trying to teach us is like mm-hmm. you know. He can go to a room full of, you know, we talk about it all the time, but he can go to a room full of coal miner, Republican, Trump voters in West Virginia and make them all say, yeah, you know, I think we should have health care as a right. If you can talk to people on their level and you can talk to them in a way that they understand and, and, and don't talk down to them or treat them like they're an idiot or treat them like you, you can't fucking be in the same room as them. You just talk to them like people and find common ground. That's, I think, where we need to be as a movement. Because mm-hmm. we we you know we we're fighting a two front war right now. We're fighting the fucking you know a horrible you know neocon you know right right wing establishment or whatever you want to call it. But we're also fighting the fucking democratic establishment who wants to continue the fucking money train, and they're fighting us ten times harder. So it's like right. we need to find allies wherever we can. I think. So we talked about this on TYT a little bit today. How um, you know the the centrist dem- well centrist democrats as we've done it they're all centrists um don't really want to push <laughs> too hard out of yeah. investigating trump anymore because they don't want to find anything that could harm them with trying to court wealthy republican donors right because oh they're going after God. the same money so when you hear democrats say well we're trying to reach across the aisle we're trying to reach out to republicans like schumer yeah. said well for every uh, democrat vote we lose we gain two more republicans and it's like first of all that's not true that clip aged super all, well <laughs> yeah uh, what the fuck are you trying to do that for? You know, but he's not reaching out. He isn't really, they don't, it's a dog whistle. They don't really want to reach out to Republican voters. They want to reach out to wealthy Republican donors, right? So when someone like Bernie, who actually does reach out to Republican voters based on issues of, of uh, poverty issues of, you know, working class stuff, um, that enrages the Democrats because they're like, no, he's doing the thing that actually connects people and brings people together. It's like Fred Hampton, uh, who was murdered by the FBI, who everyone, all liberals are like, oh, the FBI, Mueller, he's so great, wonderful. It's like, no, FBI is, is counter-revolutionary. They, are count- they, are, they, <laughs> they try to get MLK to murder himself, right? Yeah. It's, it's not, you know. So that's, that's the big thing that Fred Hampton did was he started uniting Black Panther types and like rural coal miner, uh, you know, Southern Confederate type people by yeah, saying, Hey, look, people. you know, we, we can, we're both, we're all poor, you know, we're all being shipped off to go fight and die in a war against our will. Like we have those things in common. So let's try to organize around the stuff we can. So of course they were like, Nope, we got to shoot that guy and kill him. Let's shoot him in his sleep. Um, put up, you know, over a thousand rounds of bullets into his house while he's sleeping there with his pregnant wife. Uh, you know, so it, it, yeah, it, it's exactly. They're, there are, they did it to MLK too. He was trying to organize poor white people and, and black people yeah. to come, and all these other people to come together. You know, you know, to and, the and of course, the, as soon as you say that, then some people will go, "Oh, well, you're trying to organize with white supremacists." You know, no, not no. not trying to reach out to Mike Cernovich <laughs> or people like that whatsoever. I'm talking about people who are common folk, rural folk who grow your food, uh, who have been misled, 
And if you have yeah. an honest discussion with those people, they overwhelmingly will flock to what you're saying. They will empathize back to you when you treat them with respect. It's just that Democrats don't usually do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so I think that's my unpopular opinion. That may not be unpopular with us. It's just, you know, with the yeah. general, like liberals, especially coastal liberals, love to fucking scoff at the poor white people and flyover states and all this shit and how they're, you know, a bunch of idiots. And But it's like, that's, you're, not only is it not good strategy, it's just wrong. Like a lot of those people are good people. Like we know a lot mm -hmm. of people in all these states and it's like the people, even people that consider themselves right wing are just people who don't, you know, who, who have been shot on by, by that kind of liberal establishment mm -hmm. their whole lives. And they just don't fucking or, or, or know the, any, like, you know, the neolib response to all the teacher strikes going on in these red oh, states God, is yeah. why should we make education better for these, these people who voted for Trump? It's like, um, maybe so they won't vote for Trump again the next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. But yeah, it, it's just, yeah, it's just unbelievable to me. And it's like, well, you know, maybe they, they, they're, you know, the way they are because you've never fucking talked to them. They've never had a, a person like Bernie Sanders articulate to them the left wing version of the right wing populism they've been hearing or that they've mm -hmm. been fed and lied to about their whole lives. Like, you know, I've got it. I've got my unpopular opinion. All right. Here we go. <laughs> God. Bernie Sanders will never be president. That's okay. You, you said that before. I'm, but I, 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 I'm going to say it again because, you know, a lot of people are talking about it. And yes, he's announced he's running. And yes, he's you know, all building. They're never going to allow it. They're never going to allow it. I'm sorry to disappoint you all. Like every for every reason that you guys just said, because he can go out and he can talk to Trump voters and people at every economic level and people in other countries and all because he is so good at at spreading his message and his word. They'll they'll just they'll never let it happen. But do you sorry? But do you think maybe they'll let it happen and they'll do everything they can to hamstring him the way that they no. kind of do to Trump sometimes, like you know with no, the and, FBI and, and all that. What's worse is, I mean, they can't kill him either. Well, that's the so, thing. It's like, how can they yeah. not let him be, unless they genuinely go all out with voter fraud and changing ballots. And there's no way he doesn't, even with zero media You don't coverage, think they're already doing that? <laughs> I do think they're already doing that. But, look at Canova's race. I mean, yeah, he's announced yeah. he's I running mean, as look, an independent. Yeah. You know, look what they did in fucking Brooklyn, you know, knocking a bunch, 200,000 people off the voter rolls in a very pro-Bernie yeah. district. All but right, so yeah. I'm going to try to say something. I still think he's going to be popular enough to overcome And I don't know that. if this is going to come out right because I'm not a sports guy, but I'm going to try to run a sports, sports ball, guys. Sports cliche. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, God. Bernie's real value is not as the coach, it's as the MVP. Huh? Huh? No, no, uh, sorry. No, it doesn't I work. <laughs> I, th I okay. think maybe what you... What, what so you... you saw the article that basically said, like, here's how Bernie's movement actually did win the primaries. And it's not about winning the election or getting yeah. into a higher office. It's about movement building. Because that has a far greater effect than actually getting into the highest administrative office. And maybe he always understood that, of and maybe course, that's why he's, he said it's not about me. Exactly, yeah. and that's why he never stopped running. I mean, the day the day before the inauguration of Trump, he held a rally outside, outdoors in Michigan in January that drew ten thousand people. <laughs> like, so he's not doing that to run for president. I mean, he is sort of, but he's doing yeah. that because he sees the energy and the capacity that Democrats don't see. They don't look at those things the way he does. My, my, what I would say to that, uh, yes, that's true, and he did start a movement whether he wins or not, but 
I also think he's the last chance we have in a long time to uh, to get a progressive president in there because they are never going to let Tulsi Gabbard or Nina Turner or, or Ro Khan or any of those people get any kind of positive publicity in the mainstream. And those people Tulsi, have very they think little, they can turn. Yeah. They have very little name recognition. Like we know them, but they're not nearly as well. So my, my concern Tulsi used to be against LGBT, you know, same sex marriage. Yeah, she's yeah. Some, and she's former yeah. military. They can turn her. Yeah. Well, she, she's got some weird sectarian stuff from the religion she uh, adopted. It's but so, but my point is like, I don't, th- I, I, I think it's of grave interest to us to make sure Bernie wins in 2020 because just him winning alone and taking on a progressive as VP would be able to skip the line of the. What if Bernie picked Tim Kaine? <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is running. Then we'll man. know we're in hell. Um, <laughs> oh, Bernie, you did everything timeline. right except for that last part. No, but so <laughs> the greatest gift Bernie could give to the progressive movement is to win in 2020, take Nina Turner as his vice president, run mm-hmm. for one term. And then retire and say, hey, Nina, why don't you run? Or, hey, you know, Rokana, why don't you run? Give somebody the spotlight because they are ne- – the corporate media is never going to let another candidate build a movement like Bernie built. And what he built was really a-, a perfect storm because of his horrible fucking running mate and the fact that nobody else in the race was pretending to articulate those things. They're going to be much smarter this time. They're going to have Kamala Harris and Cory Booker out there pretending to support a platform similar to what the one Bernie ran on. But we all know it's bullshit, but not everybody's going to know that. And they're going to get a lot of support. Mm -hmm. We will never again get a chance to get a progressive in that office if we don't get Bernie in there and let him elevate an actual progressive alongside him. He already is, though. I mean, that's that's the thing is you the the real value, again, is in just running and constantly bringing up the issues and constantly doing these town halls and constantly... Well, and his son is running, for those of you that yeah. aren't aware, uh, Levy Sanders in New Hampshire. You don't, give, you don't give have him to some... actually get the into office Levy? to win the actual Levy. fight. I, I, yeah, I know, but I just... I, you see what I'm saying? Though? Like, I really don't think... I think they're going to have... I think we're going to see the movement stomped on if we don't get him in there because they're doing everything they can to smear him. Imagine the shit they can do to people that don't have name recognition, that don't have the clout that he has right now. Like, I, I think a lot... I don't have to imagine it. It's in almost every race look, I'm involved in. Exactly. Every <laughs> Look at what they're doing to every progressive. They're they're fucking yeah. stomping on them. They're they're suffocating them and pretending as if they don't exist by not debating them, by not letting them get well, any what, kind of... What's the old uh, adage? You know, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they get mad at you, and then you win. Something like that, isn't it? Yeah, Something I don't like think, that, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I, I really think... Yeah, I, I think we need to be led into battle by even if he, you know, goes I out I think it's going to take bloody revolution. Even That's if he what goes I think. out, you know, on his sword, but he needs to be on the front lines, you know, leading the troops into battle. Uh, you know. Yeah. And, he, and he is. And I think again that is where his value is and where he wants to be is at the forefront of a movement whether he wins an election or not. He's yeah, I just and we are because I mean, you about look at the future of the movement. If he doesn't fucking get you in, you look there. at the next Who's generation coming up. Uh, you know, California has had they have a law that allows people who are sixteen or seventeen, but but going to be old enough in time for the election to register. They've had over a hundred thousand young people register well, to vote. We should be doing that in every in state. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the great thing though is that the youngs fucking love Bernie Sanders. I mean, that's look, what I mean. Like, look at the way. I mean, 
look at the name of our podcast, Move Left. The country is going to move left, regardless of whatever the Koch brothers or the Republicans or anybody else tries to do. It's happening. And we do have still some have some semblance of democracy. So I still think that before they give up all pretenses of democracy and just turn us into an authoritarian dictatorship, we can still affect change in this very limited window we have. So I really think it's super important that know. we get I, in there. I think there's something way bigger coming and it's, um, you know, it's like you get a crack in a dam and it first looks like there's like a little bit of water squirting out and you think, Oh, I'll just plug that one little hole. There's like another one and another one. And then, the whole damn bursts, right? Somebody was talking about this, that it's I, like there's a major yeah. movement every 80 years or so, and we're coming up upon the, the time oh, yeah, for yeah. another one. Yeah. I agree, but I just think that they're bringing in the fucking Army Corps of Engineers right now to stamp a big fucking cement, <laughs> go, like a piece of fucking cement, you know, oh, chewing gum on this thing. If you, you can't stamp out what's in our hearts, the Anthony. Army Corps' <laughs> history of failure in public Oh, I know. They're fucking all... They're, 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 <laughs> they, yeah. they, the reason the fucking yeah. levies didn't work in Katrina. Exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, um, but no. yeah, I know, but it, it, but you know what I mean? I just think that it, it, it could really cripple the movement in a, at a time where we're coming up on, you know, we're get, we're almost past the point of no return in terms of reversing, yeah. uh, the, you know, the climate change, reversing the heating of the ocean. The only thing that's going to cripple degrees, the movement you know, is like, if it makes the gains that it needs to basically move millions of people from working class poverty to a middle class. And then you basically, what did that in this country in the last century was World War II and the GI Bill, right? And then you, people got complacent. And then, you know, after two generations of prosperity from FDR's New Deal, Reagan undid all of that stuff. And after two generations of Reaganomics, we're, we're here now, you know, and things are fucking terrible. So I, I think that the only thing that's going to stifle the movement is the movement winning Ultimately, as long as people are poor I, and pissed off so. and feel like I mean, they have power to work together, no one's going to stop that long term. I, I, w I wonder, though, if we don't get in there electorally, if it's going to become a violent <laughs> like revolution, because, I mean, if they keep doing this shit and things keep getting worse mm -hmm. and people don't see any hope in the future and we have all these fucking neoliberal, you know, corporatist candidates, it's like people are going to fucking just say fuck this i'm mm -hmm. done with it who do you think owns the, the software for the free election machines in this country who do you think makes the machines uh, still fucking rich assholes. Cybold, it is I think, still maybe. Well, I mean, the machines, many of them, Cybold, but Microsoft <laughs> makes some of the software. Oh, um, you know, Oracle's and <laughs> that. All of this stuff. You know, Dominion. Um, you know, from Canada's foreign countries that own these things. <laughs> I, it's trust us. We are already owned. <laughs> the, there are a few places in this country where elections are probably not. Um, rigged you know oregon being one of them mm. because they do everything by paper i think massachusetts does a lot by paper there's a couple yeah. places but by and large where we're using machines it's already too late so i don't know what we well, do you know <sighs> there's a certain amount of uh, uh meddling that can happen but it can't change a huge election you know if bernie would have gotten to go against trump they it did would have been they did. Well, no, they they took him out before he ever got a chance to. But if if you if you're gonna, but but that's what they, that's what I mean though. They did it in in the primary. I mean, but they you know, did the it. Way that they 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 did it even without having to change. And I'm not saying that they didn't change votes. I don't know, but like they they did enough shit to make sure he didn't win by a thin margin. 
California, the realms of their, oh, yeah. no party preference voters had to take a crossover ballot in order to register for right. Bernie. Most of the poll workers didn't know that. Most of the yeah, people the themselves just didn't the know that. Got to be registered the rules. Well, that's what they did. They always changed the rules. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just that as well. That Hillary won California the day before the vote even took place. <laughs> Bingo. You know, 45,000 mail-in ballots thrown out in really important areas because of quote-unquote signature mismatches that disproportionately affected people of color and Asian Americans. I mean, it is already happening. Well, but Bernie I don't know what it's going to take. He only had the, the white, the white <laughs> right. girl vote. But, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the only silver lining is that, like, you know, in polling that they did where Trump had had with Bernie, he was beating him by almost fucking double, you know, almost by 20 points. Right. So exactly. it's like they, so, they can't overcome that kind exactly. of st- statistical they, anomaly. They can't, like, they they can't can, steal that many votes on a, on a actual They can shave vote. a point or two. Mm-hmm. I don't you think they can shave 15 points. You know what we do in other countries to, to validate elections? is we use exit polls. Mm-hmm. Our own exit polls showed that our last round of elections were invalid. Oh, <laughs> Nobody's talking about true. it. Very, very yeah, true. That's true. I mean, but that we're, was, we're but, again, there. that was like a small margin. Like, I don't think that they can shave off. Uh, if, if the exit polls show that Bernie won by 15 points and he loses by one point, the, the people will have fucking riots in the streets until they do a massive recount and prove that they didn't tamper with You know what DHS like, has done? They've declared our election... Uh, systems as critical infrastructure. The Fed now has their hands on every election system in this country. Well, that seems safe. <laughs> well, so, you know, no worries, guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, just well, some more cheery news, by the way. Just an update on what's happening in Syria right Did now. Did we win the war? Yeah, we won already, oh, guys. Sweet. Mission accomplished. Get get yes. get get the fucking flight suit. Get the flight suit for Trump. <laughs> get the four XL flight suit. Yeah. Um, report, so reported uh, reports of strikes hitting uh, the Dumer airfield in southern Damascus, Jubal Quais. I'm gonna butcher all these names. Home of Assad's presidential palace in the capital and the elite units. I don't even know if that means that's where he was at the time, but they struck a site where he was, um, you know, where his palace is, and then. Uh, a known chemical site, apparently, according to this person named uh, named Myasaf in Hama. Yeah, but, but we don't even know if they over, have chemical guys. weapons. They hit the chemical but, so, site on yeah. accident, though. It was just a fluke, you know. It's all over, guys. Go uh, get high, Syri- use drugs, oh, get drunk, whatever. Even <laughs> it's better, done. Syrian state TV has broken into programming and is now reporting that Syrian air defense forces have launched counterstrikes against American, French, and British aggression on Syria. By the way, Syrian forces way more fucking advanced than Iraq was. So just, you know, great. I'm really thrilled that we're fucking now going to be in a full on Mm -hmm. war with these fucking guys. Like I just, if I'm not here next week, it's because I'm checking out and just saying, fuck it. I'm done. It's too big. We can't change it. Yeah. I just, Uh. (laughs) (laughs) we're all just going to moan for the last part of this (laughs) this podcast. Uh, Well, you know, just follow some Patreon or some shit. In lighter <laughs> news, if any of you are listening right now still, uh, last Wednesday we recorded a movie review podcast of a subject slightly less terrifying, which was a homicidal <laughs> the celebrity. Brutal, <laughs> the brutal murder of Nicole Brown and uh, Ron Goldman by O.J. Simpson, allegedly. Um, Man. Weird. You still have to say allegedly. <laughs> well, he was never convicted in uh, criminal court. Uh, I mean, he fucking did it. No, you know, no. You, <laughs> I don't know if actually you can st- it not was say. Chad. You, you can probably not, uh, Charlie. I think you can not say allegedly if you get convicted in civil court. I think. No. Yeah. No. If it's civil court, it's the same. You did it. It's same standard. Yeah. Okay. Of, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a, instead of a, of a beyond a reasonable doubt, it's a preponderance of evidence, and yeah. that can uh, help or hurt a case, depending on who you are. Um, but, you know, yeah, he he violated their civil rights by cutting off their heads, <laughs> and they proved that in the civil case. So, there you go. Yeah, and he owes the Goldman's $30 million, $33 million, so... Um, yeah, so yeah, if you want you want some lighter fare than uh, this week's episode, go listen to us talking about that. Uh, it's in the main feed. At um, least we laugh. And, and by the way, we mean no respect and no disrespect in our laughter. It's just, these are it, really difficult times. This is just a fucking we, circus of a country we yeah, live in. Yeah, we all have a good sense of gallows humor, I think. Yeah. yeah. But no, we, yeah, and we, you know, obviously we think OJ is a fucking piece of shit who should be in jail for life, you know. <laughs> I but. do wish OJ was on Twitter, though, because, man. Oh, yeah. Give him time. <laughs> Wait till he's... Yeah, he would accidentally exactly. tweet out something. He'd be like, happy birthday, Chloe, or something. And people would oh, be like, man. oh, my God. He, I fucking knew he was their fucking father. I knew it. <laughs> we even get to talk about that this week. I was pissed after we went off air. I was like, fuck, I wanted to talk about my favorite OJ conspiracy, that he's Chloe Kardashian's father. No, she's the one that doesn't yeah, look think- like the rest of them. She yeah, yeah, and she kind of almost looks like OJ if you really put them side by side. And she's like, was born at a time where he was free, and you know could have had an affair with Chris Jenner, mm. and you know yada yada. So, Oy. and he's also <laughs> had plenty of affairs. So I wouldn't, you know, it, there's a lot, there's there's circumstantial smoke there, you know. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite OJ conspiracy. I fucked the whole, you know, where's the bag, Robert thing. Hey, Anthony, you know? are you, uh, you nursing a cold there? No, no, no. Just, I'm just sound congested for a second, unless I heard something else. Nah, I'm just. Ah, <sighs> oh, shit. All right. Well, you, I'm gonna go you... drink until I have a, a wicked flu tomorrow. I'm gonna have a brown <laughs> bottle flu from all the chaos in the world now, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, follow us on Patreon, I guess. Patreon.com slash move left. If you have any hope left in the world. If you have any hope left, money. you want to support the show. Uh, if we haven't sufficiently <laughs> depressed you enough, uh, you know, we're on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, Twitter, I'm at move underscore left. I'm at a polybent, P O L I B E N T. And I'm at chaos, bot 5000. And we have a Facebook page. Um, Facebook.com backslash uh, or forward slash one of the two. Uh, move left idiots. It's pretty easy to find. Yeah. And uh, Howard Dean, go fuck yourself. And we'll see you next week. Ooh.